This is the South Florida Tech Podcast, a weekly show where we bring you the awesome, innovative people building our South Florida Tech community. Each week, we'll introduce to you one of the Sunshine State's top business, startup, or tech leaders. Learn about who they are, what they do, and have some fun conversation along the way. Our podcast sponsor is Emerge Americas. Each year, global enterprises, disruptive technology, and elite startups are highlighted at Emerge's premier tech event, Connecting the Americas. The event is held in Miami Beach, which to date has hosted organizations from over 40 countries and featured over 250 speakers from around the world. Emerge Americas is transforming Miami's tech hub by connecting entrepreneurs, investors, leading business executives, and decision makers. Today. On the podcast, we have Tony Newell. We're going to be talking about civic technology today. Obviously, a lot going on in the world of governments and politics. So we're going to talk about the civic technology side a little bit today through his work. Uh, Tony Newell is the founder CEO of Resourcity, a digital platform that utilizes rewards and other incentives to promote local loyalty and strengthen bonds between citizens and their communities. Uh, Before he started his career, he attended the University of Florida. Uh, So he's a Gator. Uh, got his degree in political science, and um, he put that to use running for office in Coral Gables, uh, giving him an invaluable experience when it came to learning about what the city needs and the needs of its citizens. Uh, and this led to him being the co-founder of CityGrader, a grade and review platform dedicated to increasing the quality and accountability of local governments through reviews and feedbacks from the public. Uh, so aside from this one, he's not working. Tony uh, can be seen as a private plane pilot. Uh, he has produced award-winning commercials, and uh, you might even see him in the uh, Coral Gables Museum as uh, one of their board of directors. So he's a, a very community-oriented guy. Um, Resourcity is a uh, startup down there as well. So we're going to dive into that today. Tony, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate so, it. So tell us about you. What, what's going on with uh, Resourcity? Tell us about yourself and you know, g- give us the elevator speeches as it were. Sure, sure, thanks. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, well, I'm uh, just one of a few of the co-founders of Resourcity. Um, we're, we're brand new. We just launched in Coral Gables in September. Um, Coral Gables is our, our pilot city, um, but it's sort of been a long road getting there. So in order to tell you about Resourcity, I kind of have to start from the beginning because you mentioned city grader um, and really that's where it comes from is, is uh, that prior platform. So with uh, Resourcity is a, is a rewards platform that is community specific. Um, what it lets you do is it, it lets you earn points, um, claim rewards and promotions in for local businesses within a specific community, a, a local government jurisdiction. Um, this is one piece of a larger puzzle that we've been building, but something that we introduced this summer in order to help with uh, you know, COVID recovery and um, all the economic devastation that's, that's occurred in, in the local government. So uh, we're really excited about it, but I, I have to back up and tell you, so CityGrader was the first platform we created and CityGrader was a grade and review platform for public employees. We created this sort of as a passion project because we were in building construction before. Um, and the idea was, you know, we were dealing with building inspectors and, you know, government officials, and it was really hard to hold them accountable because there was no outlet. So we created a platform where people could go on and leave a review or grade someone's performance as a public employee. Um, 
we didn't realize there was a business there, but there was, and it started to gain some steam. A lot of people were interested in this idea. So we, 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 we built it and we started to, to invest in it. Um, and it, it started to do pretty well. At some point we realized though, with the content coming in that CityGrader really wasn't the platform, it was only one piece of a larger puzzle. Um, we were getting not so many grades and reviews of employees, but we were getting people who were wanting to talk about local issues, about politics, about culture, about art, what, what have you, a lot of discussion items, a lot of positive stuff too. Um, and so we said, wow, there, there's something here, there's something missing um, because you know people are definitely interested in, in having these conversations. And we were kind of surprised because we, you know, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's uh, Instagram and, and Nextdoor. And these are all tools that cities use to engage, you know, for certain engagement. But for some reason, people were coming to this, this tiny, tiny, tiny little network to lead this feedback. We're saying, what's happening? And we sort of came to a few conclusions. One was on our platform, people felt like they were actually talking to the government, not some PIO or you know, social media intern, 25 years old and just scrolling through things. They felt like they were really connected and they had an audience. Um, the other thing was, I think that people felt that it was, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they're very one-sided for governments. They're very fast, they're fast platforms. Um, but they're really impression machines. They're not really for, for engagement. Um, you know, you leave a post about a farmer's market, someone maybe comments, someone trolls and it's gone. People were wanting something more. So that sort of led to this idea that, okay, we're missing something here. City Greeter isn't it. What we need to do is create a true civic engagement platform or a civic network. And that's where Resourcey came about. So this year we started building it. Um, and then of course COVID happens. We uh, focus on the local loyalty aspect of it, but have done pretty well so far. So we're working on the on the next parts. I'm long-winded. I'll stop there and <laughs> let you prompt me. No, no, you're you're fine. I I do appreciate the um the the sentiment there with everything. I mean, and uh, there's obviously a lot to it um in terms of making people feel more interconnected with their communities and their governments. Traditionally, not a lot of technology invested on the government side. But what inspired you to really get into all of this? I mean, you, you obviously are deeply passionate about it. Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. So you mentioned, I studied poli-sci, right? That's like the slacker major, right? That's the one that you, you take. Usually people are like, what's the track that avoids math? I'm gonna take poli-sci. And others, I guess there's, there's, there's to some extent, yeah, if you're a, it's, it's, it's low friction, but you know, I was, I was this kid who, when I was in high school, I was addicted to the West Wing. Like I, I, I was, I watched it and over and I taped it. You had to tape it back then. I taped it. I watched it over and I was really had this like cheesy passion for politics. I just loved, I loved the idea of, of, you know, a battle of ideas and, you know, so forth. So anyway, uh, so that led me, I think when I, when I got out of school to get into to, to, to local politics and to get involved at the community level, um, and so I, I had that going and I had this interest, this inherent interest in it. But there was also my experience in construction. You know, it's the family business, um, my, my wife's family business as well. We combine them. And um, so there was, there was both, I think, a passion or an interest for, for you know, community and, and, and local issues, but also this one scratch that we were, this itch that we were trying to scratch, which was, man, governments have these employees that are supposed to be working for us and they're not responsive they're they're 
it's it's very very difficult to you're a captive audience you know if you have an issue with a building inspector you can't just pick up the building and go somewhere else you're stuck so i think those two things combined uh and and were the impetus for us to say let's just build something and it'll be a little you know passion project we knew nothing about tech nothing i mean our 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 entree into this this is how little we knew when we went to build city grader we literally called up our it guy like the guy who's fixing drivers on, on your printers up and said, hey, can you build this for us? Um, no clue, no clue. So we had to kiss a lot of frogs and we had to, we call it citygrader.edu because we learned a lot <laughs> building it. Um, but yeah, it, it was those things that came together. This happened, one thing led to another and it's a wonderful evolution for us because now we're, we're different people, we think. And we have a wonderful team around us and we're working on something we really, really believe in. So there's obviously, uh... I mean, Coral Gables is a really amazing city. Been there a bunch of times. It's it's very special in in terms of how it was built, the history of it, um, and it, you know, you, you chose it to launch to. Is this because it's like kind of your hometown? Is it because it's just a really like, great city to start? Off? Why is it your first spot that you're really launching in? It's well, first it's it's where we live. It's where we started resource it started in our, our living room and um we again i ran for office here i'm on i was i started on community boards and i'm, I'm still pretty involved my, and, and my wife is too we wanted to do something for the gables and we're we've seen i think at this point over 60 or 70 small businesses closed since march uh in the downtown district alone because of covid so we definitely wanted to do something in the Gables. And that's why we said, we're just gonna give it to you. We told the Gables, you can use this platform. This, this platform's designed for cities. You know, it's really built for cities with a, with a community facing aspect to it. Um, and so you can have it because we want it to help. That said, yeah, the Gables is actually a nice place to pilot something because one, it has a, a concentrated downtown district with a lot of commerce, a lot of restaurants, a lot of boutiques. It's a relatively small city, but but also affluent. It's it's got about fifty thousand people. Um, as a matter of fact, I, Coral Gables. If it wasn't the first, it's one of the first cities Yelp came to when they came to South Florida, and um, Yelp were sort of piloted in the Gables. Um, I think because it was a manageable size for them. So there's a lot to it, but really the impetus to to starting the Gables was it's our home city. Let's give it to them. We know a lot of the people who are using this on a personal level, the local businesses. Um, and so we, we yeah, we, we wanted to help out here and we hope it does. And then expands obviously from, from just Coral Gables. Yeah, I mean, so we thought for sure we would be at least six months in the Gables working things out. Again, we're only firing on one of three cylinders. We're really focused on local loyalty and local businesses now, but there's a whole civic engagement aspect that we're, as we speak, the team is working on. Um, that's not there yet. So we thought, you know, we're going to have really have to just, the Gables would be a nice place to, to get this in action. Hopefully it helps. In the meantime, we build these features on uh, these features. We, we bring them online and we work with the city. What we didn't expect was just this aspect alone, word got out. Um, and we reached out to, 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 to be honest, but it was a lot of organic, just word of mouth and Miami, Hialeah, uh, West Miami, South Miami, Fort Myers. These are all cities so far that we're in some stage of talks with some of them like been very advanced. It looks like that we'll be bringing a, a, quite a bit of these cities online by January in a second cohort, way sooner than we expected. So 
yeah, the, the, the idea was always to scale, scale nationally, but we didn't think it would happen quite as quickly. Um, so that's good. That's good for us. And, and we're happy to have it. So uh, let's dive in a little bit and what Resourcity actually does. How does it work? Um, where, where does that, where do those dots actually connect for the, uh, the people utilizing it? And so sure. it, if you can like walk us through, I have the app, you know, how am I utilizing it? Yeah, so it's 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 very straightforward right now. What it does is, you have the app. It's right now you're you're limited to Coral Gables. That's where we are. Um, and what you have is basically a menu of promotions that local businesses can run using our platform. It's it's a, it's a free way to promote their business and run something to get people in the doors. A discount, ten uh, percent off of your bill, or a free mimosa or whatever. It also has a point system that's built into it. That's our point system. So that every time you go to a, a, a local business, and you don't have to be a resident, by the way, you can be anyway, you, so you can use it at the Gables. But every time you go to a local business and you buy something, whether it's a $30,000 piece of jewelry at, at, at Jay's Jewelers or a, a $3 cup of coffee at Passion or Graziano's, you get 10 points. And those 10 points are specific to that business. And those points rack up like a points, like any reward system. And then those points can then earn you rewards that the businesses run. The, I guess the novel aspect of this is first, it's free to all businesses. That's our model where we don't want, we're not five stars, we're not Clover or Mucha trying to charge businesses for it. It's free to businesses and that you have to be a local business. Um, the, our model is we take this and we build it for governments to use as well. So governments get to plug into the data. They get to see scans happening here or retail's doing well or, or restaurants are not doing so hot or this promotion's working and that type's not. The governments also get to use it for their their uh, what we call enterprises. So you know, a public pool or a gym or a park that they charge a day pass for. It. Government can use it for that. But the main thing is when the government uses this and utilizes this system, which has a lot of value in and of itself, the government plays host to its entire community. So now governments have to say, hey, we're going to use this thing, which is useful to us. But on top of that, because we're using it, every single business that's been hurt by COVID in our community gets to use this for free thanks to us. So um, yeah, as, as a user, it's very simple. You use it like you would use any kind of reward platform. In the future, it's going to start doing a lot more because what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be taking what's happening with local businesses and then doing the same with community organizations and the government itself and try to build a nexus between that so that you're using these points in scenarios such as I go and I get points at a beach cleanup that's being put on by a local nonprofit, that beach cleanup, I get points for going and I can use those points at the burger shop over here. Or I can use those points um, at to pay for parking uh, in, in the city. Or if I go to a, a city hall, if I go to a commission meeting and I, and I earn points there, or I go to a town hall for civic engagement, I get points and can use them over here. So we're trying to create this sort of system where all aspects of a community, government, people, nonprofits, and businesses sort of interact with each other. There's a lot more synergy than they're currently taking advantage of, and we want Resourcity to be the hub of that. Do you have any good uh, examples from this? I know um, like during COVID, there was a lot of business strife, especially locally in downtowns, or, or you know, but um, has Resourcity actually, you know, gotten into some of these businesses and, you know, done some good for them? Yeah, we, so we have about over, I think 65 businesses in it now. Um, it's been tough. I don't think, and I, I, I try to be a salesman for it, but I'm, 
I don't think that it's moved the needle for businesses right now. I just think that it, it's so dire out there that, I mean, this helps. And especially when it's free, it's, it's a, you know, it's a no lose proposition for them, but really, yeah, it's, it's brought in some, some business to some places I know, but I think it's going to take some time to really gain traction. Um, you know, when Yelp came, I, I mentioned Yelp before when they came to the Gables, you know, one thing they were doing, even though they were huge on the West Coast, was they were uh, going to Burgerlicious or Carnival on the Mile or 5K or a marathon, and they had a brand ambassador signing people up to build that, to get to that threshold you need. We have none of that right now because of COVID. There's nothing going on, and, and the businesses are still at, you know, less than half capacity. So it's, it's sort of slow to get going. That said, just based on word of mouth and social media, we've had over 500 users just come into it and uh, over 60 businesses using it. Chamber of Commerce in the Gables is using it. Uh, the local business improvement district is using it. Coral Gables Museum, uh, et cetera, Coral, Coral Gables Community Foundation. So it's helping. Is it going to save a business that's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars arrear and in, 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 in it's lost 90% of its business? I don't think so. Um, it's more of the interconnection between the communities. It's, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that, that angle, it doesn't seem like what you're trying to do is ne necessarily build like another Yelp or something like that. It's, it's more about the interconnecting of the community that's around the businesses and, and whatnot. And yeah, exactly. It's um, we don't want. I mentioned you know, Facebook and Twitter and Nextdoor, and these are all platforms that governments can have accounts on, and they can reach out to the community. But that's very superficial engagement. It's very quick. It's one. It's it's usually I post something as the government, and someone maybe trolls, and that's it. We saw on CityGrader that people really wanted to have meaningful conversations, so we thought, okay, we can build this rewards platform, and we tie it not just to local loyalty, not just to local businesses but to civic engagement. So if I go to a commission meeting, I get points. If I watch a 30 second PSA on recycling from the mayor, I get points. If I ride the trolley, I get points. If I go to a, a, a town hall, I get points. Same thing if I go to a, a nonprofit, like a, a beach cleanup or a tie event or a soup drive, I get points. So we think that by bringing people in, we're actually gonna attract a lot of people, but the crane will sort of rise to the top and we want to do what we want to do is 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 cater to that most engaged that subset of the population that votes in every election that knows what they're doing that knows about their city that cares about their city and create something that isn't facebook that isn't twitter that isn't next door that's so one-sided where they can actually contribute and the important part we say that their civic engagement the the ultimate goal is civic collaboration we want people to actually collaborate with their community in much, much, much uh, better ways than they are currently. So let's dive in for a moment. You said you ran for office mm -hmm. uh, in, in Coral Gables. Um, I think everybody thinks now running for office is like the most political mumbo jumbo thing you can do. But I, I actually speaking as somebody who also ran for uh, a city office before, it, it's really not the politics you see on TV, it's very local. What, what are people's like local issues? What are people's local pain points? And obviously that helped lead you to where you are today in terms of building some civic technology. But can you share some, some uh, background on your run for office and kind of how that really led to today as a, as, as a one-time candidate and now just a, a all around good citizen, I should probably put Thanks. it that way. 
I appreciate it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so I think I think my first I ran twice in the Gables. I ran in 2013, um, and you know you probably know from running. It doesn't matter what community you're in. It could get a little clicky, and there's there's sort of a there's a love there's a there's a certain amount of name recognition you need. You need to know the right people. So my wife and I, I always wanted to 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 be political and, and get involved, and I really really love Coral Gables. I mean, I I came back from school and. I bounced around a bit and I said, when I, when I finally settle in South Florida, it's going to be the Gables. So everything was working for me. I said, let's, let's run. But I had to run in 2013 and, and throw away two years and a lot of money to run just to break in and, and develop some name recognition. It was basically a, a setup run. And that's what a lot of people have to do at the local level. From there, you can run in earnest. That's what I did in 2015. And I ran and I was you know, one of the two favorites, and I ran against someone who was also extremely, um, well, someone who was really well known in the Gables, who was the ex-mayor's wife, and she won um, a very close race, but it, that, was an, that was the real experience, and there, and as you probably know, you're knocking on, I think we counted seven or 8,000 knocks for us, um, my wife and I, going around the Gables, doing door-to-door, -door. and every time you go to door-to-door, well, you get a lot of no answers. A lot of people yeah. are interested, but you also get sucked <laughs> into 10 minute conversations about X, Y, and Z. And people have a lot to say, um, but they feel, I think the one, I think the one, the current, the, the common thread is that they all feel like they're ignored um, or like they're shouting into the wind when it comes to, even at the local level, like no one listens to me, you know, and, and no one, and I don't understand what I have to do to get through to the locals. So there's a lot of frustration out there and it's, there are all these tools, but it's not doing it. Um, but from there, I think, you know, whether you win or not, if, if, you, if you're doing it for the right reason, um, I think it's something that you'll, you'll find a way to do what you wanna do to get involved somehow. So if it's not public office, you get involved with local organizations or citizen boards, um, and that's, that's sort of what, what we did. And I think that's, again, that just created this, this background energy that helped us get into what we're doing today. Yeah, and, uh, kudos to you for running as well. I know that Thanks. A, a lot of people, you know, look at that and see, you know, as soon as you run for office, you're, you're a politician, you're labeled, but it, it's, it's really not that. It's about serving your community. It's about giving back. And, you know, I, I, I see that. And, you know, firsthand how crazy it can be. So, um, you know, except some of those 10 minute conversations turn into half hour conversations if you're not careful. And we're really fun too. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy the, 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 the conversations that, that come of it. But aside from all this, um, you, tell us about what you do in your free time. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, I, you're, you're, you're a pilot, which um, I, I would love to learn how to fly one day, but you know, what do you do on the weekends? What do you and, and, and the wife do to try and like get out of the house and just try and enjoy the world? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good question because it's, that's like the most stressful, the downtime is the most stressful part of our week because everything else is made up for you. Like you have to work and you're, we're grinding, we're grinding hard. And that, that little bit of time we have, well, now we, we have a 19 month old, our, our first, our son. Um, so he's pretty much the, you know, obviously the, the focal point of our lives. So it usually involves something with him, whether it's just hanging out with him, taking him down to what we call the park. It's really the golf course over there and throw the ball with the dog, um, go see family, 
Uh, finally, things are opening back up, so maybe go out and grab a bite. But a lot of just a lot of family time, a lot of downtime. I haven't flown in God knows how long. I'm probably not current um, because I don't have the time or the bandwidth really for it. It's it takes a lot of energy. Um, all the hobbies I, I basically have fallen down the way. It's it's work, 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 and then I think just try to rest efficiently and get family time in. That's pretty much our life balance right now. Yeah, that's kind of synonymous with a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions real quick. Okay. Uh, and, and this is what Joe usually does. But, uh, you know, simple, direct answers. Try not to, you know, go, go into explanations here. We're going to do boom, boom, boom. Uh, and we're going to start off right now. And that's what book is on your nightstand at this moment? Uh, the Wine Dark Sea. Um Patrick O'Brien, it's the uh, escapism. It's, I don't know if you've seen Master and Commander, the SWAT, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the, the author of that entire series. Uh, I'm reading, I think one of the, uh, one of the books in that series, it's called A Wine Dark Sea. Fantastic escapism, swashbuckly stuff. Uh, most productive time of the day. You told me not to explain, sorry. <laughs> most productive <laughs> time of day, uh, eight to 10 a.m. What time do you go to bed? In bed, 9.30, asleep by 10.30. What time do you wake up? Five. Oh, wow. Early riser. Uh, and what is your favorite podcast beyond this one? Besides course? this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, love Business Wars. Um, uh, God, there was another one that was similar. Same, same, same by Wondery. And then the Mike Rowe one, I forget the name of it, where he does uh, As I Heard It, I think. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. And what is one motto that you try to live by? Uh, <laughs> I kind of take my dad's. It is what it is, which is <laughs> because it's, you know, life's tough and throws curveballs at you and you just deal with it and, and develop a spine. It is what it is. Um, and uh, I kind of, we're, we're Disney people. So if you can dream it, do it. It's another one. Nice. I'm going to Disney this weekend. Nice. 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 Gonna get in, uh, trying to get in Epcot if we can. Um, and last question, what is one bit of advice you can give to aspiring tech leaders in South Florida? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, I guess, sort of cliche, but try to stick with it. Um, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a tough road to hoe, of course, and, and there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of things that have to, to work in your favor. Um, so if you, if you have a really great idea and you have either the ability yourself or the people to do it, no matter what, you, you could find a way to do it, stick with it. Don't let you know, the stress of raising money or, or networking or whatever, all the other stuff that goes with it get to you. Just build your product. And if it's good, good things will happen. Nice. So Tony, thank you so much for hopping on and joining and for building something to benefit your community. Um, for those that are looking to get more engaged and learn more about what we do, you can go to palmbeachtech.org. Also want to give a shout out to WinCode. Uh, if you're looking to jumpstart your technology career, uh, check out WinCode Academy at wincode.co. They have programs for web development, UI, UX, digital marketing. Uh, their co-founder, Joe Anamicola, is uh, our co-host typically on the podcast. So, you know, huge thanks to them. And of course, thanks again to Tony 
um, you know, thanks for joining. And uh, I do hope you have a great rest of your week uh, and look forward to uh, hearing more from you and Resourcity moving forward in the, the weeks and the months to come. Thanks, Joe. And thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, same here. I'll talk to you later, man. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. We'd like to thank our producing sponsor, Media Ops. They're the premier global media platform for technical communities with brands such as DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, Container Journal, and Digital Anarchist. DevOps.com, their primary brand, attracts and engages a thriving online community of technology professionals around the world. It is the largest collection of original content relating to DevOps on the web today, featuring up-to-the-minute news, highlighted stories, blogs, and more. 